1: on air and online at the ticket brought to you by mary ellen's food for the soul this is on the block with stricken austin that's right we are here on block stricken austin with you joined by dp last segment really appreciate him jumping in uh, with his insights it's awesome to see how football's changed in some ways not always for the best, though, as we talk about the running back conversation. That was going to be the topic for Shootout with Strick. We'll do that tomorrow, though, at 245, dollars 30 bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings will be on the line for you. 402-464-5685 is the line for you right now, though. The sarder Heyman text line, the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Really appreciate all you who chimed in uh, with the the running backs that changed the game that was a fun conversation to get into and it's not over yet right sports are always changing the NFL is changing and Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs will be playing football somewhere yeah. so this conversation yeah. will come up again when they either re-sign with their current teams or find a new home to play we hope it ends amicably. we hope they get you know what they deserve what they need um, and that they can be out helping and uh, helping their teams this year and creating highlights for the rest of us because they're fun to watch when they're at the top of their game. Uh, again, 402-464-5685, the numbers, or if you're on stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, drop a comment wherever it is you're watching. We will see it. If you're on channel 951 on Ala, we appreciate you tuning in there. All right, Strike, let's turn our attention out to Las Vegas you were just out there for Las Vegas summer league we talked a little bit about it but we have a champion that's right the Cleveland Cavaliers run the place they go undefeated for their second NBA champion well I guess it doesn't really count for that but a good performance from the Cavs headlined by a guy that I think you and I were both kind of puzzled by the draft selection of
2: you're talking about do it just let me make sure I'm I'm we're talking about Imani Bates? We're talking about Imani I Bates. I knew you was going to go. Yes, sir. He actually looked really good. And, and I, I'm, I'm – when, when we're, we're talking about Imani Bates, I'm, I'm actually more impressed by the stick to the, the the willingness and the way that you go through adversity. Uh, everybody and their mama's telling you you're a top five pick when you're not even come, barely coming out of high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you get smacked in the face. And it's a it to me, it's it's it, look, it's not complete, but this is a just a great turnaround story. And it's kind of like Rocky when he fought Apollo Creed the first time and he just got knocked up and beat up and just he found out that it just wait, there's a little bit of difference between what I got going on fighting this guy than what I have fought in the past. And he changed. He worked he got in the gym he regained his confidence even if many thought that it was a a, a sucker move right to leave memphis you know as like you felt like a crybaby but you that that could have been turned around as if it was a a move that uh gave him re reestablished his confidence going back to uh the, the school in michigan yeah, I think, was it Eastern Michigan? Yeah, Eastern Michigan.
1: Ypsilanti, Michigan.
2: right? So that's why I'm happy about the story, and there's a place for him. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was playing defense. So he's looking like he's, he's understanding that he can't just be a score, mm-hmm. because let's be real about it. We talked about this before. You have Darius Garland, and you have Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You ain't that guy. Just be that guy that waits in that corner. Be that, be that porter. Mm-hmm. You know, be that third guy. Mm-hmm. Take the pressure off yourself and allow the game to come to you. So I'm looking forward to seeing how you go.
1: 16.8 points, six rebounds a game uh, for Amani Bates. Good summer league showing for him. That's awesome to see. Other guys that were drafted higher that stood out. One that stood out to me was Jabari Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. It fell, I guess, to number three uh, to the Rockets uh, in now two seasons ago that NBA draft. Subpar rookie year, didn't do a lot, um, but really burst on the scene, uh, again, at, at Summer League. Showed yeah. more ball handling capabilities, showed the outside shot. But Strick, he also looked just more decisive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was more comfortable. More in control, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Th- that's a huge step, right? It yeah. seemed like, again, not necessarily a young guy, but not an old guy either, coming out of college. But to see him at 6'10", learn Oof. defense a little bit more, be more comfortable mm-hmm. on the ball, and really be more comfortable with the ball in his hands, right? I thought he was just a supersized 3 and D wing, but if he's got some juice or he can get to the hole, he can get to the free throw line, he didn't do that a lot last year. Like four free throws per game. Mm-hmm. As a young guy, the easiest way to get your rhythm, free throws, right? That's, That's, that, that, the dang slow down.
2: That's that dang Steph mentality. Mm-hmm. So he's figured it out that, creating a holistic game makes you more it's more advantageous for you especially at your size Mm -hmm. right kd has shown people that yes i can shoot this three but i will mid-range you to death you mess around Mm -hmm. you know mess around and find out you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i think he's kind of gotten into that mode i mean let's be real 35.5 point average that's solid. I mean, that's 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 balling. That's just coming in. It, it ain't on a you know a super high level as far as mini games play, but that's still a thirty five thirty five. I don't care. <laughs> um, but the the point that you made is the free throw shooting. He shot over thirteen times getting to the free throw line. So, you know, I I, I like where young is going. Great confidence to be coming into uh, veteran camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to help him out, I think, uh, with a lot of confidence coming into camp.
1: He looked like the guy the Rockets drafted. He very yeah. much didn't last year, which is understandable. Again, we've talked about the Rockets. Oh gosh, quite they, a they've bit. got They've got they've got a
2: lot of weapons. If if Eme Adoka can tighten that up,
1: mm-hmm. they've got weapons. Go ahead, absolutely. But it's maybe not surprising that Jabari Smith struggled given that setup, right? With yeah. those guys that maybe didn't know how to tie the youth together with yeah. guards that weren't always you know, looking out for their teammates, right? Yeah, yeah, Well, with that, that mentality that you you said you played with and we can see on film, uh, not a lot of defense, right? And that was one of Jabari Smith's calling cards, being a switchable defender. He can't do it all himself. Yeah. So I think more structure gives Jabari Smith more confidence on both ends of the floor. So this is where I think having a grown-up in the room like Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, think what you will about him. He will at least play defense yeah. or do his best. So even if you just raise the standard of you know competitiveness, get out of AAU ball mindset, yeah, maybe that's where Jabari Smith Jr. is better.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree with you. But I, I want to turn a question around to you and get your thoughts on this. Um, number two pick in Brandon Miller. A um, lot of lot of hopes and expectations for Brandon. Um, I think what I saw, I'll say what I saw in the NCAA tournament. I can I can say things got sped up for him. Um, probably had some things on his mind with a lot of the situations that happened, got through that. Now you're Mm -hmm. coming in the summer league. I I, I wonder what his preparation is like to me. It seemed like his preparation was not at the speed necessary Probably a lot of individual work probably didn't go out and, and hoop like in in some some leagues where guys is getting after it a little bit, like going out to L.A., playing in the Drew, you know, going to different places yeah. and playing in those type of leagues to just get that, that bump that you need uh, in order to prepare you, right? Um, struggled a little bit. Both in the California Classic as well as in Vegas a little bit found his way some you know there was little flashes of it but what's your what's your take on on Brandon and, and and do you think he's gonna be an impact player there that they need him to
1: be in Charlotte not in year one yeah I think he's in a very similar position to Jabari Smith Jr. in terms of the skill set probably a little more offensive minded uh, a little less on the defensive end but he can grow into it and he's going to have to right to see any minutes with Steve Clifford and the mm-hmm. way that he, you know, holds a defensive standard, that's where Brandon Miller's going to have to improve. But again, Strick, it was the outside shooting that abandoned Brandon Miller. He didn't yeah. have his rhythm, didn't look comfortable shooting the ball, didn't knock down a lot of attempts. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about with Jabari Smith Jr. Right, Brandon Miller didn't look to get downhill all that much. Yeah. Um yeah. didn't get to the rim nearly as often as he needed to to build that rhythm, build that confidence. I get it. A wide open three, you know, is valued just as much, if not more, as a layup. But there's something about the psychology. You've just seen the ball go through the rim, yeah. right? Not yeah. settling. Even if it's a good shot you've hit a thousand times, sometimes your body just doesn't let you. Your mind, you know, holds you up for that extra millisecond that it takes to throw off your rhythm. I think being his first professional experience in a new team construct, again, maybe it's not surprising that he struggled, but it's those little things that just, becoming a professional working on getting in the flow creating flow you know when you don't have any yeah he's got to learn how to do that yet
2: yeah i i i would agree i think another uh surprise was chet holmgren coming off of the injury not playing a whole year still body is not fully uh developed will it ever i don't know he may be the slim reaper too like the sequel (laughs) (laughs) you know the sequel of uh Uh, of of the Slim Reaper um, movie. But nonetheless, um, that's not a movie. Maybe I should come up with that. Nonetheless, (laughs) um, his averages were solid. You know, 21 points a game off of 56% shooting at uh, about 10 rebounds a game, 9.5, 10. Let's go, Mm -hmm. 10 rebounds a game. Also throwing in um, three assists. That'll do. One steal and three and a half or four blocks, only trailing Amir Thompson Amen Thompson, as well as Victor Wimbenyama. Mm-hmm. so the freaking or Oklahoma Thunder have got to be feeling good as long as he can stay healthy. I think they've got to be feeling good about uh, you know Chet Tom- uh, Chet Holmgren.
1: Oh, absolutely! Chet is a fascinating combination of a player in that. Size-wise, he's very similar to Wembanyama. He doesn't quite have that skill level. He can step out. He can shoot it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but still got to grow into that. His free throw stroke looks fine, but he's not going to be doing a lot of ball handling. Yeah. Not necessarily athletic. And that's where I think, Strike, he's been so tall and so skinny
0: for so long. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: So long. I'm not as worried about the weight with Chad Holmgren, right? Mm-hmm. I'm worried about coming back from surgery. Big guys struggle with those lower body ones. It's hard for them to come back from just with all the force they put on it, all the strain. But if he's healthy, I think Chad Holmgren has been in his body long enough. He knows how to play around what his weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. He knows how to use his length. He knows how to use timing. He knows how to use that kind of, honestly, defensive finesse, yeah. which is weird to say, but yeah. just understanding the game and then picks and chooses his spots on offense, right? He can post up. He's mm-hmm. tall. He can step out a little bit. But if he can, you know, keep up that two to three assist level, not demand the ball, because the Thunder have plenty of offensive options before him. So if he can be that connective piece on offense that ties everything together on defense, that's huge. And if he understands it in his first real summer league, I think that's a great sign for the Thunder. In the West,
2: is would you view uh, – I've got one more disappointment, but mm. uh, in the West, would you view Ted Holmgren as better on ball or off ball? I think where it works, him being in the West, is – Obviously, it's going to be a great matchup between him and Victor Wembanyama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who's going to have the best attrition in that. Um, then you've got to look at. I think that the matchup on ball with Aiden would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, may probably have some trouble with AD Sabonis would probably give him some trouble. Mm-hmm. Definitely Jokic. Yep. Um Lively, if Lively becomes the man down in Dallas, I don't see a problem with that. So I think I think. For the most part, in the West, they fare well. You know, I don't see Portland having anybody. Utah, there's really nobody outside. Maybe you know, and I still don't even think up in Minnesota. There's, you know, even with um, Gobert up there, mm-hmm. I, you know, he. I think he may give Gobert more trouble than Gobert is. He he's not a super physical presence, but I think out east he might. You know, it might be a little bit a different look, but I don't see too many guys. So, would you say he's on ball or better off, where he's coming in help as opposed to being the guy having to the, the body up and be physical?
1: Well, that's the question. Do you compare him more to a Rudy Gobert style defender or a Giannis Antetokounmpo style defender? Right? Giannis is an athletic freak. The way he mm-hmm. moves, as explosive as he is at that size, Chad doesn't have that bounce. But I think he's got a little more than Rudy Gobert, right? So I think you can kind of mix and match him where you don't want him just parked underneath the rim because I think he's mobile enough to step out, you know, to be good at traps if you're going to hedge or, you know, blitz a ball screen. But you also don't want him that far away from the rim all the time because he can still be taken off the dribble because it's hard to move those limbs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think he's best used as a hybrid depending on what the matchup is, right? I love what you said about Lively. You know, another young guy coming in the league. I think Lively is a little better, more under the rim, can switch on guards, but you prefer him there. Chet's a little more, I think, mobile, where for Mm -hmm. Lively, you stick him under the rim to guard against that. Against AD and Jokic, maybe you don't have him guard them, right? Do you have another big bruiser you can stick on them to handle that and let Chet, you know, roam. Mm -hmm, Kind of Giannis style in some matchups. That's, I think, the beauty of Chet Holmgren and the Thunder's identity with a lot of long, versatile defensive pieces.
2: Yeah, yeah, I... That, that I've had one more that I'm just going to throw out a disappointment for me. I think there's so much turmoil that's under the water, kind of like you don't you don't see rip currents. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a rip current brewing there in, uh for the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Um, I, I I don't just some conversations that I've had. I don't think that Trey and Dejounte get along very well. Uh, Trey has been coming off as very Diva ish in the in, in the way that he he's behaving and acting and there's just no cohesion there. It's there's some mm-hmm. frustration there with jajante Um I would also say, um, that's alleged. Um, mm-hmm. I would also say that there's some disappointment with how they performed out in Summer League. You you would have hoped that A. J. Griffin and Kobe Bufkin would have performed a little bit better to be able to put themselves in a position to be of help mm-hmm. in in the the growth and the development of what hopefully could be a playoff team and some of the trades that they made, you just, you just look as a whole for Atlanta, it just looks like it's looking
1: like a black hole. <laughs> it's like it doesn't look like it's going anywhere fast. Kobe Bufkin with the turnovers was Crazy. kind of insane, and that's a guy that his job is going to be to take care of the ball, right? If you mm-hmm. want him to play alongside either Trey Young or DeJounte Murray, if that partnership continues, just don't turn it over, right? Yeah. You're not going to have the ball in your hands a lot, so if you're going to turn it over 40% of the time, that's not going to work. A.J. Griffin, I hope he doesn't have a sophomore slump. Um, he did his job last year, right? I mean, he shot 39% from three, um, average nine points a game. So if he's hitting you know, two or three threes a game on 40% shooting, that's his job. I don't think there's enough athleticism in there coming off the knee injuries, and I don't think he's strong enough to be more than a, a 3 and D guy in the right matchups. He's got to find a way to succeed there. But I ask you, Strick, What's the path for the Hawks? Do, did they take their swing? Did they miss? Did they blow it up? Are they forced to ride it out? What does Atlanta do? What's the next step after they trade John Collins? See, that's the
2: thing. I just I, I, that's where I'm. That's where I'm befuddled. I don't mm-hmm. have a clue of the. We just know that there's a lot of you know funny stuff. Uh, you know, I had had a great opportunity to talk with with Nick Van Exel. I'm not going to give details about how the conversation went. But you definitely he he was a coach there, and and you can mm-hmm. definitely understand that there's something going on that's not. It 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 hasn't. It, it's like a um, a train on the railroad tra- track, but it's 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 not. On the track fully, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of bumping and a lot of shaking and grinding. It's a lot not, of pebbles in the way. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not stable. It's not it's not stable on their ride right now. And so, uh, whether it's going to be taken off the tracks or whether it's going to get back on track is is where I'm looking at this Atlanta team. And look, the East isn't getting easier. No, I mean more. New York. You've got to figure New York mm-hmm. is getting uh, is going to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of figuring out roles and and who's who's the guy there. Um, Milwaukee is just putting themselves back in a position to run it back, and we know what running back for them looks like. They're top three. Mm-hmm. Philly is not going anywhere. Even even if they decide that Tyrese Maxey's going to be the guy, they're going to get some salary cap room eventually that's going to come off that's going to make them better. We're going to see how, how and if they drafted well enough. Um, you, you can't look at anything with D.C. Uh, there's nothing going fast there, but Miami's definitely going to be mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. If they get Dame. then you really got to look at Miami. We have no clue what's going on. It, it's whatever that, whatever that little 300-mile range is between Atlanta and Orlando. <laughs> we have no clue what's going on from that range. I have no idea what they're doing. But Cleveland, you got to keep your eye out for Cleveland now. They're getting not only depth – Mm -hmm. But they've getting some more weapons to add on to what they do now. They're very good defensively. Mm -hmm. Detroit has a lot of talent.
1: Ivy was pretty good in Summer League.
2: Yeah, they're going to have a lot of talent. So, there's teams out there. I mean, I don't know about Indiana. You know, it's hit or miss with Indiana. Chicago, uh, you know, nothing going
1: on there. I'm out on them.
2: But, yeah. So, teams are going to get better. I just don't know where they're going to fare.
1: Okay, so to tie this back to Summer League real quick – We saw flashes from the three guys that I think would be in the race for Rookie of the Year. Wembenyama played his couple games. Bad first game, really strong bounce back. back. Scoot.
2: Yeah, I think Scoot's looking good. Mm -hmm.
1: Once Dame gets traded, because that's going to happen. Him and Shaden. Shaden look good now. Shaden did too.
2: Shaden looked phenomenal.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Scoot could be putting up numbers on a bad team. And then you throw Chet Holmgren in. He's a rookie technically because he didn't play last year. Right. Weminyama is the odds-on favorite for Rookie of the Year. Did you see enough from Chet or Scoot to think they can make it an interesting conversation with him? Um,
2: So, because European players, they have a, usually, usually, they have a little curve. Outside of, I think, I want to say outside of maybe, I think, who made the adjustment pretty well, you've got to look at, Manu Ginobili, mm-hmm. he made a very good transition, um, and Luca. Mm-hmm. Uh, other one, others. It, there's been some. I, even with Giannis, Giannis in his earlier, it was it's a little transition, especially when you're talking about size and that's and the position. dude that one
1: most improved player. You know what I mean? It tells you where he came from. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I think about that. It depends on how fast the learning curve and the transition. Dirk even struggled with it. It took him a mm-hmm. second to and and I would say very similar in style, probably just he's longer than Dirk. Dirk Dirk says he's not seven foot, that Dirk's seven foot. Let's stop the cap. <laughs> so so I think when you look at those situations, it depends on how fast the learning curve for Wimbenyama. But I think if anybody can challenge it, probably it would be scoot. Now they're gonna have to win. So it's not gonna be that they're gonna be loot, they're not gonna give it to a losing team with high numbers. He's, if they, if he can right. show that he can put them on the verge, get them into the play-in game or something uh, with numbers, then they're gonna. People are gonna be like, "Wait a minute, you did this without Dame." Then he might get some some nods.
1: And see, that's where I come at it from the Chet perspective. The Thunder are going to be. Better than the Spurs and the Blazers. I think so, too. Walker Kessler made a sneaky run at Rookie of the Year. Paolo Bancaro put up numbers for the Magic. He was our primary option offensively. But what Walker Kessler did in terms of the the advanced stats, the on-off, the defensive metrics that he had, I mean, he was a game-changer defensively. That, to me, is Chet Holmgren's path to Rookie of the Year, is be a menace on defense and have the Thunder you know, at least in the play-in, if not competing to stay out of it. So I still think, like you said, if Wemby adjusts quick enough, it's his to lose because it has to be. Scoots on a bad team. I'm saying watch out for Chad Holmgren down the line.
2: Hey, throw a little parlay on it.
1: (laughs) Sprinkle a little (laughs) little parlay
2: on it, you know what I mean? We're going to go to
1: Olive Garden. They'll they'll be shredding the cheese. (laughs) They're still going. I'll tell Uh, you when to stop on Chad Holmgren. That's where I'm at. There we go. Let's keep the basketball conversation going. Turn it back to New York. You just brought up, but Rucker Park, the Big Twelve is out at Rucker Park in an interesting initiative. I want to dive into that and also the new look Big Twelve. Who's the most important school in that new conference? We'll do that and more as we continue on the block.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon.